0: Welcome home, I'm Dr. Tama, a minister, licensed psychologist, and sacred artist, and this is Homecoming, a podcast to facilitate your journey home to yourself. While I will provide weekly inspiration and mental health tips, this podcast is not the same as personalized therapy. I'm so excited you're on the journey. If you want to request specific topics or to submit a poem for me to read on the podcast, email me at homecomingpodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Also, to build our community, don't forget to like, subscribe, and share. Let's begin. Welcome home co-journers. I'm glad you're here for another episode. And I am so excited for today's topic and for today's guest. And we're gonna talk about holistic health, thinking about the connection between nutrition and your mental health. And I am grateful for our guest on today, who is not only a health educator, a health advocate, but also one who has his own story of reclaiming and re-understanding health holistically. So, Harold, thank you so much for being with me.
1: Oh, wow, Dr. Tema, I am so excited to be here with you. Just honored that you would have me.
0: Mm. Well, you have a powerful, powerful story as a cancer survivor, and I wonder if you can start us off with talking us through your journey and how you reclaimed your health.
1: Yeah. So in 2015, I got the call that nobody wants to get. And that was that I had been diagnosed with cancer. And it was so interesting how it happened. I had no symptoms and I had gotten a new doctor. And you know how they ask you family history. Mm-hmm. And I had mistakenly told the doctor they had asked me about, high blood pressure and diabetes and cancer yeah and at the time i was living in a different state from where my dad lived and i could have sworn he had told me he had had prostate cancer you know how my dad was just kind of cavalier yeah i had prostate and just kind of brushed it over and so as she's talking to me i told her, I said, well, my dad had prostate cancer because I thought that's what he said. Yeah. So that's what prompted her to even test me because at the time I was only 48. And they normally, Mm. if there's no family history, won't start Mm. testing you until 50. Okay. And Mm. so they tested me and I didn't think anything about it. Sure. A week or so later, she called me and left a message, but I ignored it because I didn't even know, though, that she was giving me this test mm-hmm. for. Um, uh, oh, you didn't even
0: know. Then. I didn't even know. She just asked wow. me
1: history. And she yeah. went ahead and did the yeah. test and called me and said that my tests were irregular. And I'm like, what test are you talking about? And she yes. said my PSA was elevated. And that mm. sparked some concern. And she wanted me to go see a urologist when and saw him. And he wanted me to have a biopsy. They did the biopsy. And about a week later, I, you know, I got the call. Mm-hmm. And for me, I just remember being numb, yeah, you know? Yeah. And although I had had, like the year I got diagnosed with cancer, two of my friends who were a lot younger than me had died of cancer, but I just uh-huh. never thought it was gonna come yeah. knocking at yeah. my door. Yeah. And I just remember my greatest concern was how do I tell my son? Mm-hmm. Because I'm a single dad and okay. I'm on my son hands. He was just getting ready to enter his senior senior year of high school. Oh, wow. Like, how do I tell him this mm-hmm. without freaking him out? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so I remember just kind of having to get okay with myself. Mm-hmm. And this is when, you know, I started leaning in on my spirituality. Yeah. Yes. Know?
0: Yeah.
1: And in my faith, and I had to just really kind of talk myself through so that I could talk to him in a way that wouldn't frighten him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I remember, you know, telling him the diagnosis, and I remember him looking at me, like Mm. looking in my eyes to see if see if there was fear, you know. He was looking in my eyes for comfort. Yeah. I told him that, you know, I was gonna be okay.
0: Mm. And And when I was telling him that, I don't know if I really believed it at that Mm -hmm. time. Yeah. If you were more so trying to assure him and yourself. Yeah. 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 So, and I just remember after getting the diagnosis,
1: the doctors wanted me to have surgery really quickly. Mm -hmm. They sent me to an oncologist and nobody asked me about my lifestyle, what I was eating, what my stress level was. They're like, let's just get you into surgery and have Mm -hmm. the surgery. And I ended up just following what my doctor sure. told me. Mm-hmm. And as a result of the surgery, I had every imaginable side effect. Oh. I incontinence. I had erectile dysfunction. Mm-hmm. And my doctor just kept wanting to give me more pills. Mm. And I'm like, if I'm taking these pills, it's just covering up the symptoms. We what, what, yeah. need to deal with what's going on. And fortunately, yeah. I came across an herbalist. Mm-hmm. who work with individuals who had cancer diagnosis and mm-hmm. she began to talk to me about natural herbs mm-hmm. and she was like you know you really shouldn't be eating uh, meat or dairy my doctors mm-hmm. didn't tell me never mentioned that, that. yeah never. and she also was talking to me about stress level mm-hmm. and for me you know I grew up just pushing stuff down yeah stress is baby. the
0: norm you just yeah. keep keep it pushing, yeah. Yeah,
1: because I grew up. When I grew up, I grew up in Oakland in the projects. Mm-hmm. My dad was. I like to say a pharmaceutical salesperson. Okay, all right, it.
0: yes. So and, you're continuing the family business in a right new, right new, right, new right, right. <laughs> and, right? Right.
1: And so my dad was addicted to heroin all during my youth, and he was abusive toward my mom. Mm. And I just remember as a kid, never feeling safe. Mm. And my dad would beat up my mom. And then the next day we would just act like nothing happened. Nothing happened. Yeah. And I remember just kind of going in and I was a very sensitive kid. Mm-hmm. I was a very shy kid and I never felt safe. Mm. I was always trying to gain acceptance. Yes. My parents, they weren't the lovey-dovey. Type. Mm-hmm. My parents never told me they loved me. Mm-hmm. I knew they did, but
0: they never yeah. said it. Yes. And, and so I were you trying a, to get the love from them or from other people? I was trying to get love from, other, from them at first. Yeah.
1: But as I got older, mm-hmm. I was trying to get it from other people. Yeah. And it wasn't until I ended up taking my son to therapy. Mm -hmm. I thought I was taking them for him. Yes. For you.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. And what I discovered when we were in therapy, one of the things that my son shared with the therapist was that my dad never tells me that he loves me. Mm. Yeah. That
0: was so heavy for me because he was right. Right. And you knew firsthand how much he would want that right and, yeah. and yes and how much i wanted it from my right. parents right. and here i am
1: mm-hmm. doing the same thing and right. i didn't even
0: didn't, didn't realize, it. realize it yeah i didn't
1: realize it and so that really helped me to see how one i was repeating the same cycle but i had not dealt with a lot of the stuff Mm. That had occurred in my childhood that always kept me on like tense. I'm yes. I, was, I looked okay on the outside, but uh-huh. I was always tense. Right. So for me, cancer was really a wake-up call. Mm. It was like it was a disruptor to my life, mm. you know. Yes. And it forced me to reconsider mm. everything, you know. Yes. And I started just doing research on, like, what causes cancer and, you know, how to heal your body naturally. And Mm -hmm. I just started educating myself. And I was just so surprised at the deep connection between really our bodies and our health and what we put in it. Mm -hmm. And for me, I think I was like most of the people around me. I just ate what I grew up eating. Right. Right. And not realizing, you know, how harmful you it mm. was for my body. Mm-hmm. And I was like, how is it that I don't know this? Yes. I went to college. I got a master's yes. degree. But
0: how do I not yes. know how to take care of myself? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The things that we often aren't taught directly and it's not modeled for us. And I just want to name how powerful it is that this life disruption was the awakening.
1: And I think
0: that sometimes when life gets turned upside down, we can, you know, feel like we're abandoned or devastated. All those things Mm -hmm. are a part of it, but how it can also be an opening to a different life.
1: Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so as I'm learning more, Slowly, I'm starting to change what I was eating because it was a change for everyone around me, too, because when you start
0: changing, people yeah. get uncomfortable Yes, with you. Even if you don't say anything, if yeah, you just yeah. change what you eat, right, bacon, right? they have to defend or explain right. yeah. or make a joke or something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I remember going to my
1: godmother's for holiday. It was Thanksgiving, and I had already eaten because I knew I wasn't going to you know, I was changing my diet and I just yeah. wanted to come and just be around them. Yes. But there was this sense of it was like they were almost offended that I wasn't eating a macaroni and cheese. <laughs> right. and I'm like, you know, I'm trying to work on my healing. Yeah. To, just to be with you be, all. Be with you all. Yeah. <laughs> But I realized that we do so much around food. We emphasize around food. We socialize. We grieve around food. Yes.
0: We say, I love you through food, right? They don't have the words, but they'll give you the plate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it was really a
1: slow journey in terms of like, as I'm learning more about things that are not healthy for my body, most of the stuff that I was eating all the time I'm learning that some of the foods that are common in our
0: country are actually banned in other countries. And I'm like, well, what? Huh? It's amazing. When I saw your post on that, mm-hmm. it's so remarkable what is allowed here with all of our advances, with all of right. our science. You know, it lets you see the political and monetary aspect yeah. of it. And, you know, the piece of like, duh. duh. Do these regulatory bodies? Do, does our government actually care right. about our our health and our our very lives? The fact that other nations say this is this is unacceptable for food, right? right? This yeah. is poison, and right. then we can just buy it. Yeah, yeah. easily, readily available. You
1: know. Yeah. And and unfortunately, places like California, they're now starting like with Prop 65, at least labeling it. Yeah, at least you see that. And, you know, even if you don't adhere or do anything, at least, you know, you you saw it.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I (laughs) saw that uh, just the other day, even on a seaweed packet. You know, usually Mm -hmm. you think like a healthy snack. It's like flavored seafood, seaweed. And Mm -hmm. when I saw the warning, I said, oh, my goodness.
1: Right. Yeah. Uh, mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. And
1: for me, it really prompted me to really start reading my labels. Yes. And and like if it's something I don't understand, you know, just Googling to see, okay, what is this? Uh, Yeah. And I never intended to become like plant based. That was never my intention. I just wanted to to feel better and I wanted to heal. Yeah. And. I just started slowly, you know, incorporating more fruits and vegetables in my diet because I didn't grow up eating that, you know, right. yeah. that just, yes. I grew up during the era where they said milk does the body good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the era, you know, and I yes. drank a lot of milk and ate a lot of ice cream mm-hmm. and all of those things that really were harmful to my, yeah. my body.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So how long has it been now?
1: So I've been cancer-free now over seven years.
0: Ah, oh, beautiful.
1: Yeah. And all of the issues that I had, the erectile dysfunction, the incontinence, all of that healed without any medication,
0: mm. you know.
1: And my doctors, they were surprised when I yeah. ca- came back and, you know, and they're like, well, what did you do? <laughs> and, I, and I was like, well, I started eating differently and I started nourishing my body differently mm-hmm. you know and I was also surprised during my research to find that most only about 20 percent of medical schools require me, um, medical students to take a single class in nutrition so
0: wow they, they just don't know you right know, so they times. have to look, memorize the disorders or the illnesses and the surgeries their yeah. their medical intervention yeah not any yeah. of the natural
1: Right. 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 And so once I saw what happened to me when I changed my diet, I'm like, well, let me try to tell some other people that, you know, and not trying to push anybody to, Mm -hmm. you know, eat plant based or eat a certain way. One of the things that I always say to people is that I had never felt as good as I did when I started nourishing my body with you know f- plants and and fruit i never and if i felt almost like i was living in a fog you know mm-hmm. for 40 years because yeah. a lot of the stuff that i was consuming the sugar and all i just always remember feeling when i would eat it i would feel lethargic you know mm-hmm. have brain fog
0: mm-hmm. and
1: the impact of food on our body is incredible yeah it is incredible and I always say to people now, nothing tastes as good as healthy feels. Yeah, not a piece of good, <laughs> a piece of rib, a piece mm, of... It just,
0: yes. It, it does. Wow. Uh, that's so key is noticing the difference in yourself. So it's one thing and you do want doctors to be able to notice. And I know when you go mm. in for your test, they can see your various scores and say, you're looking yeah. good but i love that you don't even have to wait just for the doctor to say it you actually felt it you feel yeah it. yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i felt
1: it and i was like oh my god i'm like oh, i wish i would have felt this way you years know years ago years ago yeah yes
0: yes and then you know what it- no i just was going to ask with and it may be just cuz it feels good but so many people can do like or try to do new year's resolution or like these kind of short-term changes and you're talking about years so what helps you to maintain it over time
1: you know one of the things that i discovered is that once i started nourishing my body with healthy nutrients a lot of the cravings that a lot of people say they have you don't have because a lot of times our body is craving nutrients but we're just feeding our bodies these empty calories and a lot of empty calories. And so I don't have any of those Mm -hmm. like cravings. Like now I can see, you know, all the food commercial. And you know what, one of the good things that I think for me on my journey was, for years, I didn't have a TV in my house. Mm, mm-hmm. And so I didn't see all the commercials. So I wasn't yeah. triggered. I didn't see the red lobster commercial. <laughs> burger. So those things weren't in yeah. my
0: house. Uh,
1: and uh, that really was beneficial, mm-hmm. for me, you know, as I was, you know, as my body was healing.
0: And yeah. it is amazing, as you're saying, that our tastes do change. And mm-hmm. I noticed once I came off of sugar, like things taste too sweet. Like yeah. Just, you know, like you can't even eat it. It's like, right. for that, you know, super, super sweet tea. I'm like, no, I don't need any sugar for my tea. Whereas before it will be like, who's going to drink this? <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> but your yeah, your tastes adjust.
1: Yeah, they mm-hmm. definitely do. Because mm-hmm. I mean, if you would have said to me 11 years ago, you know, that I would be plant-based. I was, there's no way, because I couldn't even imagine it. I right. couldn't even fathom not eating ribs or mm-hmm. ice cream, and macaroni and cheese, yes. yeah. eggs. <laughs> I couldn't even imagine that. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, it's not even a, a thought to
0: do. Yes. Yeah. So what would you say to people who are listening and, you know, they put you or me or other people in this category, um, mm-hmm. You know, you just have the capacity to transform, Mm -hmm. but they may be feeling hopeless or helpless or powerless to Mm -hmm. take ownership of their health.
1: Mm -hmm. You know, what I would say is, is that change is possible. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm a living witness that change is possible. And for me, I always just encourage people to start, start where they are, you know, and start with Starting your your day off with something healthy, a smoothie fruit, you know, because oftentimes that will impact your craving throughout the day. But start just with your first meal of the day. Make it something healthy and see how you feel.
0: Mm -hmm. Just
1: see how you feel.
0: Yes. And I love that. Start where you are and start Mm -hmm. small, because Mm -hmm. sometimes we have it so large in our mind. Like you said before, it would seem impossible to you. Right. Yeah. Just uh, get there. And I think a part of it, of course, you have your physical health benefits. But can you share some about the mental and spiritual health benefits?
1: So, you know, the first time I did a I did a juice cleanse when I uh, first moved here to Charlotte. And at the time, that was almost four years ago, I was still trying to kind of figure out what I was going to do with my life. uh, If I was 52 or 53, I'm still trying to figure out, okay, what am I doing here? What am I going to do? So I did this juice fast. Mm -hmm. And initially I was going to do it for about two weeks. And it was during that juice fast, I started to just gain clarity and gain insight. And it was just like, I was having all these ideas, these business ideas. And it's just like, All of that happened during a juice fast. And that was the first time I'd ever done a juice fast. Mm. And I just believe that, you know, when we just fuel our body with nature, you know, the stuff that comes from the earth, it just, it does something for us.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that clarity and being able to be, to operate at your best Yeah. Instead of like when we're running on fumes or running on junk or even a lot of that stuff puts you to sleep. Right. Yeah. You have the energy to to live fully. Yeah. Yeah. Mm
1: -hmm. So, you know, it was during that juice fast that I, you know, I started a supplement company because there were a lot of supplements that I took during my healing journey that some people weren't aware of. And so during that fast, I came up with the, the idea for the business and the business has been doing so well and just happy that I'm able to help introduce people to other possibilities
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. then you're also an author
1: yeah yeah tell us about your book yeah so I've written four books
0: Ah, Uh, excellent
1: one of the books that I that I wrote when I was going through my healing experience was a book uh it's a book called I am enough Mm. Because most of my life, I never felt like I was enough. Yeah, yeah. And I knew that that was a part of my healing, getting to the place where I realized that I didn't have anything to prove, defend, or protect. Mm-hmm. That just mm-hmm. as I, again. Am, I didn't have anything to prove, defend, or protect. Yeah. And most of my life, I was trying to do those things. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And when I wrote that book, it was really kind of me writing to myself, mm. you know, mm-hmm. and helping me to realize that, you know, I, I am enough. And I I would say that to myself yes. when I was going through my cancer experience, I would put little little post-its on the mirror in my mm. bathroom because I'd be in so much pain.
0: Yeah. I didn't want
1: my son to hear me. So I go <laughs> into the bathroom and just let out my screen, but I would put little yeah. post-its just to say affirmations to remind mm-hmm. myself. That you know I'm enough, and then I would mm-hmm. bring up some of you know the things I would hear in church that said mm-hmm. that this too shall pass, and yeah. I would just talk to myself. Mm-hmm. And so that book is really about just reminding ourselves mm-hmm. of our our value and our worth, and it's not tied to anything external.
0: Mm-hmm. Just
1: as you are, you are enough.
0: Mm. Wow, so so beautiful and powerful. I know people will want to access your various offerings. So tell people about your website and how they can find you in social media.
1: So my website is the good living now. thegoodlivingnow.com. Mm. Yes. On social media, on Instagram, it's just my name, Harold LaFall. And uh, on YouTube, it's Good Living Now with Harold. And on TikTok, it's the Juice Guy
0: ah uh, yes <laughs> <laughs> and you have just finished uh leading people through uh juice fast yeah those 21 days 21 days those yeah. who start following you now they can look for the next one um, yeah. or look at the past post to get the instructions
1: yeah absolutely yeah uh, so people during that 21 day just talked about all of the the mental breakthroughs that they had in addition to losing weight and just feeling better Mm -hmm. and that's really the the whole goal and it's really those those uh resets are really to disrupt our norm so that we can then begin to incorporate more healthier foods into our diet not that you're going to change everything but it's Mm -hmm. a disruptor just yeah yes
0: yes Well, I am so grateful to you coming on today, sharing with us your testimony, and so excited about your books and the ways in which you are being generous with the knowledge you have gained to pass it on to us uh, through social media, through the books, through the various uh, fasts. And I know that as we grow and evolve and heal, we get to see how interconnected all of these parts of ourselves are and really embrace holistic health so that Mm -hmm. it's not just a mind shift, but mind, body, heart, spirit, community, all of the things. So thank you so much.
1: Thank you, thank you for having me.
0: You are welcome. And to our cojourners, I invite your soul to tell your heart, mind, body, and spirit Welcome home.